Welcome to the last episode of Food Biz Whiz of 2019. Are you ready for the new year yet? I'm not quite ready, but I am excited to be here today, and I am thrilled to talk about two of my favorite topics on today's episode, planning and goal setting. Earlier this week, I posted an Instagram story asking you guys if you've set your business goals for 2020, and you know what? The result was overwhelming. The response was overwhelming. Most of you said, no, not yet. So you're in luck. We've got two weeks left to 2019, and that's plenty of time to get moving on a plan for 2020. So let me say this. If you find yourself listening to this episode and we're long past the new year, it's never too late to set goals and to think strategically about your biz. So if that's you, keep on listening anyways. You can work through these exercises at any time of the year. All right, let's cue the intro and a sponsor who you're absolutely going to love and we'll get into it. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. You're hearing it here first. The Food Biz Whiz quarterly planner is now available. This physical planner helps busy food business owners set and achieve their goals week in and week out. Based off my decade of helping food businesses succeed and seeing food businesses struggle to get it all done in a day, this planner is specific to our unique industry and the annual calendar that has us all thinking about fourth quarter holidays in July. Find the planner at foodbizwiz.com slash planner or linked in today's show notes. I can't wait for you to get your hands on it. I get it. The fourth quarter is busy, especially for us in the food industry. But I'm here to tell you not to worry. We've still got a few weeks left to make moves and set intentions for 2020. And today I'm going to walk you through my process of doing so. For those of you who are new to me and new to Food Biz Whiz, my name is Allie Ball, and I'm the creator of Retail Ready and the founder of Allison Ball Consulting. I'm a former grocery buyer and retail store manager, now turned consultant, and I help producers of packaged product with their wholesale strategy. I teach you how to build your brand, how to get on the shelf, whether that's in real life or virtual shelf, and how to have high sales once you're there, all through my signature online course, Retail Ready. I love getting into the nitty gritty of building successful food businesses. And one of the things that is so, so important is breaking down your business goals and figuring out what to focus on. I love this time of year because it's a chance to set your intentions for next year and articulate what you're going to do more of in your business, and maybe, maybe more importantly, what you're going to leave behind. This is a process that I do in my own business and a process that I do with my Retail Ready students and a process that I often make my friends and family do as well. It works. So thank you for being here with me today and thank you for trusting in my process. 
My promise to you is that today is going to be simple, it's going to be painless, and it's going to get you fired up for 2020. Here's what we're going to cover on today's episode. First, we're going to talk talk about why it's important to plan for the future and why it's important to set goals. Next, we'll talk about what timeline you should work with when thinking about the year ahead and setting goals for 2020. Next, we'll talk through some questions to ask yourself as you set your goals for next year. And finally, we'll conclude with my number one tip for achieving those goals. I have a workbook that will accompany this episode linked in the show notes, which these, which talks you through these steps and these questions that I'm going to ask you on today's episode. So make sure you download the workbook after this, as that will be your time to take action. You can listen to this episode as many times as you want, nodding along and getting psyched up. But until you put your pen down to the paper and work through the prompts on your own, you still haven't set your business goals for 2020. Got it? Okay, are you with me? Are you ready to kick off 2020 with direction and intention? Yes? Yes. Let's jump right into topic number one, why it's important to make a plan and important to set goals. You guys are clearly interested in this topic, given that you're listening to this episode. So I don't have to do too much convincing here, but I always like to reiterate this. We set goals in our business so that we know whether or not we're successful. Unless you articulate a goal, you don't know where to focus your efforts and whether or not you're doing the right things in your business. Unless you have a goal, you don't know if you've achieved enough or even what you set out to achieve. How will we know we've hit our goals unless we know what our goals are? Goals are scary. It can be daunting to verbalize what your picture of success is. It can be intimidating to admit, either to yourself or publicly, what you want from yourself and what you want from your business. After all, once you say it, once you put that stake in the ground, it's out there. If you then don't hit that goal, it can be disheartening. You might feel a sense of failure, but I'm here to tell you, We don't have great success unless we have something to strive towards. We don't make big changes unless we have something to reach for. Sure, you might not hit every single goal. And if you do, I would argue that you aren't setting big enough goals. And again, I'm here to tell you, failure is human. It is part of life. When you set a goal and work towards it, Whether you achieve it or not, you've grown. So let's get away from thinking that if we don't hit our goals, we have somehow failed. That's simply not true. You've moved the dial in the right direction, and that's all I can ask of you as you build your business. Small, consistent steps forward towards your goal. Okay, so that's it. That's why we set goals. So we have a way to focus, a way to measure success, and a way to hold ourselves accountable for making forward progress. Moving on to topic number two, your timeline. Let's talk about your timeline for planning 2020 and for setting goals for the, this next year. I need to admit to you 
that I, I've led you on here these past five minutes. I've told you that we're here to plan your next year, but that's not entirely true. When I take clients through planning and goal setting, we do not plan out a whole year. It's too long. Think about where you were one year ago, whether that's December 2018, or if you're listening into the future, where were you 12 months ago? I mean, gosh, so many things have happened in the past 12 months, many of which were really important in my business, but totally unpredictable, not even on my radar at the beginning of the year. So yes, sure, there are big things that you know are going to happen a year in advance. For me, and probably you too, they revolve around the trade show circuit. For example, I know that I'll do fancy food in San Francisco next month. I know that I'm speaking at Expo West in March. I know that I'm going to a business retreat in September and then headed to Expo East in the fall and so on and so on. But I have no idea not really any idea, of all the little yet important things in between. And you know what? I don't care about them right now. So back to your timeline. If we're not planning for the full year ahead, how long do we plan for? I suggest three months, 90 days. That's it. One quarter. Why is this the perfect time for me? Well, it's long enough that you see results in your business, but it's short enough to assess and make changes along the way. What if you had a goal, for example, about how many wholesale accounts you want to open in 2020? Great topic. One that I help food business owners set all the time in Retail Ready. If you set your annual goal to be 50 stores, that's about one account per week, and frankly, totally, totally doable in my opinion. If that's your annual goal, you might find that you've set too long of a timeline. You don't want to wait until next fall to check in on that goal, only to realize you've only opened 12 stores and that you're only 25% of the way to success. So what if instead you took that annual goal and you set a quarterly goal for new stores instead? That would be 12 stores per quarter. Not only does it seem much more achievable, right, 12 stores, no big deal, but it is also so much easier to get back on track or realign if the goal is out of whack. So you want to be consistently checking in on and assessing your goals, which I'll talk about more in a moment, and making taking those big annual goals and making them quarterly is much, much more realistically than having only annual goals. So I'm going to give you a little leeway and say that it is okay to have some annual goals. I know that you're going to have some annual goals, such as attend two trade shows in 2020, but I want the goals that affect the day-to-day of your business, the ones that literally impact what you do when you wake up and what you think about week in and week out to be set quarterly. The last thing that I'll say about setting quarterly goals is that when you set goals for a shorter timeline, you are much, much more likely to achieve them. Are you one of those people who work really well under pressure or procrastinate until the last minute and then whip up something magical? I mean, I am. If so, that annual goal 
is going to feel too long for you. There's no pressure to work towards it. And when the due date is so far in the future, frankly, you forget about it. Okay, great. So we know why we set goals and why we make a plan, and we've agreed on our timeline here. So let's move along to some of the questions that you should ask yourself when planning for next year, or should I say next quarter? So the questions that I'm going to run through are a mix of concrete business goals and a little bit of mindset stuff. So while I know how important it is for you to set numerical goals in your business, I also know how important it is to have the right mindset and to be psyched about the things that you're working on. After all, you are going to spend a lot of time thinking about and working on these goals. You want to make sure that the the things that you want to prioritize in your business, the things that make you feel good. So that being said, bear with me. I'm going to ask you an assortment of questions here about planning for the quarter ahead and mapping out your business goals. So the first question that I'll have you answer in that downloadable workbook is, what do you want to do more of in 2020? This is a fun one to ask yourself because it forces you to start off your planning and your goal setting with a focus on what you'd like to do rather than what you feel obligated to do. So what do you want to do more of next quarter? It could be anything from, I want to do more demos at my favorite stores. I mean, some people are going to say that, right? Or I want to do more collaborations with influencers on Instagram, or I want to develop more SKUs and build out my seasonal offerings. It could be something more nitty gritty, such as I want to do more in-depth analysis of my financials, or I want to learn how to read my profits and profit and loss reports. Or it could be like, I want to learn about HR policy in the state of Arizona. Go for it. In my own business, one of the things that I want to do more of in 2020 is public speaking. You might know that I love speaking at trade shows and obviously on a podcast, and I'd like to do more of that next year. The less seemingly fun thing that I want to do in 2020 is to get better at tracking my data. That is how people are landing on my website, where they're coming from, what they're clicking on, and things like that, so that I can create better content that resonates with you and ensure that I'm finding the people who need my help the most. So once you know what you want to do more of in 2020, I'll have you ask yourself a related question, and that's this. What is something that I do that comes very easily to me, but is hard for others? What is something that people say I'm really good at? Again, so my goal of doing more public speaking in 2020 is directly related to this. People say that they like my podcasting style, and I often hear like, oh, Allie, I could never do that. Or Allie, I could never get up on stage and give a presentation in front of hundreds of people. Like, don't you get stage fright? But for me, I love it. It comes easily to me. I can use that talent without too much stress to build my business. So I'll turn it back to you. What are you good at? What comes easily for you? What's easy for you that's difficult for other people? I mean, I know I I, I do want to know the first thing that pops into your head. And I'm going to have you jot that down in the downloadable notebook, which again is going to be linked in the show notes. So are you great at meeting new people? Then do more demos or collaborate with other brands. 
Are you fantastic at writing copy that converts to sales? I mean, make sure you're gathering names for your email list and connecting with them bi-weekly. Are you really good at creating Instagram stories? Do more of that. Are you a whiz at crunching numbers or mentoring staff or product development? Whatever it is, do more of that in your business. Do more of what's working and what comes easily for you. So for our last mindset question, I'll ask you, what are the non-negotiables that every opportunity you take must have? It's really important that you get on the get clear on the non-negotiables for your brand. This will guide you on what to say yes to and what to run away from. Again, say you make a packaged product and you have decided that you want to sell in more high-end online stores, e-commerce stores. You might say your non-negotiables for wholesale accounts are accounts must have an online presence, accounts must be viewed as high-end, and accounts must have been in business for over three years. I don't know. I'm just making these up. So if you have those non-negotiables about every new account that you're going to work with in 2020, that you then you know when Walmart asks to carry your caramels, you're going to say no, even if it feels really tempting. You will know this without a doubt because that they don't meet your non-negotiables. So while it might feel limiting or uptight to outline your non-negotiables, I've learned from my years of consulting that when I'm lenient on my own business's non-negotiables, I regret it. Well, it's hard to turn away business. I mean, I, I feel that. My non-negotiables pretty much guarantee that what I do take on will turn into a successful partnership. My success is directly linked to my retail-ready students' success. If I take on projects that I know are going to flop or students who really aren't a great fit for the course, that's a direct reflection on me. By putting my non-negotiables in place, I safeguard against this. So I'd ask you to spend some time thinking about that. What are your non-negotiables for next year? What are you going to say no to next year? So those are the mindset questions that you'll answer in the workbook, those big picture questions on how you'll run your business moving into 2020. So from there, I'm going to ask you to set some specific goals. But before we do, we're going to take a break and I'm going to tell you about my sponsor. If you're enjoying this episode, you're going to love my Food Biz Whiz quarterly planner. I made this planner specifically for the food industry, and it includes pages on setting annual and quarterly goals, planning for trade shows, organizing your category reviews, managing your buyer contacts, and much, much more. If you're ready to set and achieve your food business goals, click through to the planner linked in today's show notes. Okay, we're back. So we talked about those mindset questions, and now we're going to talk about setting specific goals. So if you guys know me, if you've worked with me, if you're in retail ready, you know that I'm all about smart goals. Specific, measurable, assignable, realistic, and time-related. When you work with me, you dive deep into making sure that your goals are set up correctly so that you know exactly how you'll get there. So this is where things get a little tricky. So every business 
obviously, has different goals. I'm not here to tell you what your goals should be. That's impossible. I don't know each of you and your businesses, so I can't tell you what you need to focus on. But I will tell you that there are three main categories that I'd like you to set business goals on for this next quarter or for 2020 as a whole. Those three categories are money, marketing, and people. Of course, there are more categories to focus on besides that. I mean, it's very complicated to start and grow a food business, but those to me are good places to start if you're feeling lost. Those are three big things that drive growth in a business. I've seen this with hundreds of food businesses. Those are three things that can impact your success. Your goals in each of those categories are going to be your own, but I'll give you that general umbrella under which to structure them. So let's talk about those three categories, money, marketing, and people. Money, money first. To me, money means sales. Money might mean investment or loans or getting a hold on your financials or your cost of goods. Money can mean different things to different businesses but money is key. In this workbook, I'll ask you to answer, how much money do I need to make next year? How much money do I want to make next year? This gets us away from the mindset questions and more into the business building questions. After all, money is a big thing for most of us in our food businesses, and it's often tight in our industry. So I want you to be really clear here. How much money do you need and how much money do you want? How much money do you need to keep the lights on? And how much money do you want in your bank account? I'll let you decide how to answer this, like whether you want to assess gross or net sales, if you want to have a profit margin goal or a sales quantity goal, on and on and on. But I do want you to put some hard numbers on paper here. Then you can divide it by four and you'll have an estimate, estimate for each quarter. And then you'll be able to start setting monthly revenue goals or profit margin goals or whatever it is as well. If you make a package product, and I think most of you listening do, you can tie this directly to sales numbers. How many wholesale accounts do you want to have this year? And what is the average monthly sale at each of those accounts? Don't be scared on the numbers here. I see this time and time again. My clients, my students not setting monetary goals. Again, how will we know if we're succeeding or frankly, even if we're staying financially afloat unless we look at the numbers. From here, we turn towards marketing goals. Marketing is the strategic way that you share your brand with the world. We get into the nitty gritty of marketing and retail ready. I'm so, so excited for the next round of it in January where I've added a few new marketing resources for you guys. It's gonna be so great. But for now, I want you to think about your marketing goals for your brand. Answer this basic question. How does your target audience interact with your brand? From there, that will guide you in crafting your marketing goals. Is it digitally through Instagram? Getting on stories and in their direct messages might work well for you. Is it in person at pop-up events, underground dinners, farmer's markets, or at sponsored events? Then do more of that. Is it by reading blogs who promote your brand? Or is it through paid Facebook advertising, then you're gonna do more of that. Seems simple, right? I want your marketing goals to be smart goals as well here. 
How many events per month? How many Instagram stories per week? How many appearances in influencer gift bags per year? Give me those hard numbers. And then finally, finally, we turn to people. You might not know this about me, but before I worked at Byright, I worked for a tech company who specialized in corporate team building and management training. I know a lot about hiring, motivating, and retaining staff. I actually think that's one of the main reasons why they hired me at Byright. So as your business grows, you need to focus on your company culture and the people that work for you. If you are a solopreneur, if you're the only person working on your business, don't tune out now, okay? You are a valuable asset in your business, and you need to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. A while ago, I jokingly said to someone in Retail Ready, you can't pour from an empty vessel. I said this as a lighthearted way of telling her to prioritize herself. You know that advice, like put on your own air mask, your own oxygen mask before assisting others, because sure enough, she was going to burn out. So what does the people side of things look like for your business next year and next quarter? Is there a strategic hire that you need to make? Do you need to put company policies in place so your staff have a better understanding of how to succeed in your business? Do you need to book three hours to yourself every month to do a mental health check? How do you care for yourself and how do you care for your people? I want that to be key in your 2020 plan, even if you're the only person that you're caring for right now. So those are going to be your three pillars for goal setting in this workbook. Doing these goals are going to help you make a strategic plan. If you've worked with me in the past, you know how much I talk about the importance of strategy. Without strategy, you are just flinging ideas against the wall and seeing what sticks. It's a short-sighted way of looking at your business, and it's something that I hope you leave behind in 2020. Your strategic plan is going to look different depending on where you are with your business and what you're hoping to accomplish this next year, but you can use this as a framework. The final thing that we're going to talk about on this episode is my number one tip for accomplishing your goals. Here it is. Goals do not get accomplished unless you check in on them regularly. And that is exactly why I created the Food Biz Whiz Quarterly Planner, which comes out just in time for 2020. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a moment. Goals are sneaky. They like to be left alone. If you take nothing else away from today's episode, it's this. Set a standing calendar invite weekly to spend 10 minutes reading through your goal tracking method. That's it. I want you to literally make a reoccurring calendar invite, say like 10 a.m. every Monday, to open and review your goals, whether or not you use the Food Biz Whiz Planner. Got it? So that's my number one tip for achieving goals. Look at them regularly. I'm going to give you a second tip. Tip number two would then be to calendar them into your weekly schedule so you're working on them week in and week out. But that's That's goal 201. (laughs) So for now, I just ask that you keep them top of mind. You'll be surprised at how you naturally take step number two and start working towards them once you start reviewing them regularly. 
So that's it, my friends. From here, you're going to download and fill out my workbook. I'm so, so excited for you to do this, and it's going to help you get a jump start for 2020. Can you commit to filling out that workbook by Monday? So if so, give me a hell yes in my Instagram DMs or tag me in a photo as you're working on it. You guys know that I'm at It's Allie Ball on Instagram, which is also linked in the show notes. And I'm going to assign you that, assign you that prompt in the workbook. I want to see all of you working on your 2020 plans. It would bring me such joy. So Thank you for joining me on this episode today. If you want to if you want support hitting your goals in 2020, I want you to check out the Food Biz Wiz quarterly planner. I've been using a physical planner since high school, literally high school, and finally designed my own based off two decades of what I find that actually works in order to get stuff done. This planner is made specifically for the food industry, and it includes pages for keeping track of things like trade shows and category reviews. And I can't wait for you to check it out. You can find the planner in today's show notes or on foodbizwiz.com slash planner. So again, a big thanks to all of you for tuning in and working so hard on your food businesses this year. I am here for you. So please keep in touch. Let me know how the planning goes and enjoy your holidays if we don't connect before then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Wiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.